I know you're recording. Go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Wrestling Week in Review. Uh, today is October 30th, one day away from spooky, scary Halloween. What is say? <laughs> I want to say thank you for listening. If you found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast on your social media needs. Uh, and check us out. We also do a uh, weekly pop culture week in review on your favorite podcast catcher. So check us out there and YouTubes and everywhere else. So mm-hmm. check us check us out. Wrestling week uh, coming off a of pay-per-view. Yep. And a big Wednesday night. So lots of stuff to go over. Um start over with SmackDown. I mean, we really are just going to do Hell in a Cell. Brock, what stood out on you in SmackDown? Anything? Was there anything too exciting on there? Uh, I like the ending with the uh, Tribal Chief stuff. But I saw that like, as soon as he showed up with the mask on, though, the Uso, yeah. I knew they were doing the twin switch thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but they pulled it off. It was cool. Yeah. Um, You had a little bit more of... um. Murphy and that weird relationship with uh, Aaliyah Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, she's kind of young. She's 19. He's 31. It's like, I don't know. It's She likes him and, you know. Unless that's not where they're going with it. I mean, she was all like hugging up on him and stuff. Like, it seemed like it. Do you uh-huh. do you feel that this is totally a Rollins ploy or they're really going to do like, Murphy's a good guy now. I kind of hope Murphy's a good guy. You so do? that we can take Rollins in a new direction after all this. Yeah. But it's been so predictable that it's probably going to be a swerve. That they're going to do the, like, eventually. Do you think it's the Bully Ray, uh, Hulk Hogan, Brooke Hogan thing? Yes. And he's going to really marry Aaliyah from uh, NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just feels like this is what it's going to be. Like, I don't think Mysterio. I don't think the whole Rollins Mysterio thing is done. I think it no. should be because it's. I mean, they've done everything, you know. But yeah, that's why this draft was so disappointing because they just moved all the feuds around. Yeah, yes. the main feuds. Some they mm-hmm. might die, but the main ones they kept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was which was dumb because you just moved over here. Now you're seeing Rollins and it's on SmackDown, which. Save it for Raw where the rest of the crap is and leave SmackDown alone. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, then the, the big the big thing was that Roman named that stipulation, which let's we'll go into Hell in Cell then here. Um So Hell in the Cell on Sunday. I'm not even gonna mention the whole uh twenty four seven championship shit because it's dumb. Yeah. Um but the show started off with my tribal chief and your tribal chief, Reigns versus uh Jey Uso. What'd you think, bro? I thought it was excellent. I don't know why it was in a Hell in a Cell, because they didn't use the cell at all. Yeah, it was just an I quit match. Yeah, they, it didn't need the Hell in a Cell aspect to it at all. Yeah, and kind of a strap match for at one point there, too. Yeah, but I thought it was good. The storytelling was great. The ending was good. Yep. Um, everything about that match I thought was really good. I wish they would have closed the show with it. Yeah, I was surprised they opened the show with it. I was shocked by that. Um, I thought, yeah, I mean, the end with Jey Uso, the way Roman was beating him up and then felt bad about it was great. Roman did great with that. And then when, mm-hmm. Jay, when Jay came out or, uh, Jimmy came out and started getting like real on him, calling him by his real name and, you know, you're beating up Josh, man, what's wrong with you? And they both kind of cried together for a minute. I thought almost, it made me believe like, oh, Roman might like 
turned back to being a good guy here. Yeah. He's so good right now. Yeah, then he beat the shit out of him and made him cement. I love the ending with his dad and his uncle there, kind of like praising that him. Was, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Where they kind of like, they made him the head of the table now. Because yeah. they were always the head of the table. It's like the patriarchs of that family. Yeah, they kind of backed down, backed away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think this is a build up towards him fighting The Rock. See, I, I don't want that. Because unless he just completely destroys The Rock. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Exactly. He, That's why I don't want it to happen. Yeah, Vince isn't going to let that fly if he's. I don't know how Vince feels about The Rock right now. I mean, The Rock's, was you know, on Impact. was just on Impact. Uh, you know, he's praising AEW a few weeks ago. He has the XFL now. I, I don't know how close they still are, you know? Cause I don't even think they're, like, biologically related, are they? They're, it's, like, some kind of, like, um, High Chief Peter Maivia and the Wild Samoans father i believe or, or brothers were blood brothers like they became like they did a ceremony that became became blood brothers not oh, okay i don't think they're actually like actual brothers yeah we, we were looking this up the other day ken and i we were talking over text and uh you had actually sent me a picture i think on this That's what i was trying to find yeah um, I don't know either. but still like in their culture that's he might as well be his brother yeah but I don't know. I just. I yeah, just you're right. It's, it says Blood Brothers. Yeah, which I don't know if that's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that means they're. I, I think that's. They went through some kind of ceremony and declared that they were brothers. Yeah, which again, like you said, it's family enough. Mm hmm. But uh, there, there's so many other people that can tie into this, too, before all said and done. Rikishi needs to show up. Like. Yeah. Well, by the stipulation, if if uh, Jay does not fall in line and do what Roman tells him to do as his tribal chief, they're both excommunicated from the family. Their kids, their wives, Rikishi, everybody associated with them are kicked out of the family. Yeah. So I think you're going to see like Rikishi is like a bodyguard type guy, maybe, and then they're just kind of like his his muscle or. Like cannon fodder. For yeah, I, I hope he has them beating people up. And uh, I love forced people that are forced to be in a group. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. know? And then you maybe do the whole thing where, like, after a while, one of them maybe wants to break away, and the other decides, no, this is better. Uh huh. You know, that's a would be a way to split them down and do stuff like that. You know, because I think Jimmy's still a ways away from returning. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much they could do with this, and they're doing it so well. Yeah, they are. It's the best thing they have going. It really is. So hopefully they don't ruin it. Because I don't know who... I hope Vince realizes that he should have done this five years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. You still have people that hate Roman just because they're the obligatory Roman haters. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because yep. because they, they did what you wanted them to do with them, and they still aren't happy, so they're just stupid. Yeah, they just want to complain. You're never going to please those people, so they, don't even try. I'm not buying a WWE. He still sucks. I'm like, no, he doesn't. I don't know how you could watch it and say that he sucks. Not only can he like, does he look the part? I mean, Ken used to think he was fat under the under the body <laughs> armor. He dropped the body armor. He's ripped his shit. I mean, <laughs> he's a total badass looking. He can wrestle. He can talk. He's got the gimmick. I mean, uh. so after like I was never a huge Roman fan. I met him. He was super nice. 
Yeah. He and he's never been a bad wrestler. They just always gave him a shitty like. Yeah. Like stuck to the gimmick stuff, and now that he's well, doing he, this, he fell into that trap where you just get your spots in as a top guy in WWE. Yep. You get your Superman punch, your your comeback, and a kick out of a finisher, and then that's that's what you are as a top babyface in WWE. Yeah. Right. <sighs> all all the marks who hate him would love him if he went anywhere else. Yep. If he went to AEW, he'd be the greatest. Oh, thing I even think he's the greatest thing in the world. Um, something that sucked was Elias versus Jeff Hardy. I do not care about this feud at all. I don't know. It was just yeah. I mean. The match was decent. Yeah. I'm not a big Elias guy. I don't like the guitar playing thing. I'm just kind of over it. I wish he would come back with a, a different gimmick and just wrestle, because the guy can wrestle. I heard he doesn't like the gimmick either. Well, I don't really blame him. I mean, I don't know. He's making songs now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like songs that you can really download, which is weird. <laughs> songs you can really download. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do you think about the Miz and Otis, the Money in the Bank contract stuff? We called Tucker turning months ago. Yep, we called that with the whole "Oh, you you forgot about me" angle that you knew they mm -hmm. were going to do. Yep. And then I like Tucker. He's so much better than Otis. Did you hear how quietly they moved Tucker back to to SmackDown? Yeah, I heard they about did. That. Yeah, just they didn't even like announce it. He just got moved over on the roster page, and then he wasn't on Raw Monday. And if you go look him up, he's a SmackDown star. Just shh. That never happened. But why? But that was part of the storyline, though. Yeah. So what's the point of it? Because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I mean, why even break them up? Because now you need, you need a tag team. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, we're going to do the story of breaking them up. This sounds like last-minute booking to me. Oh, we're going to break them up. The Miz screwed them over and sent them to, sent them to Monday. Oh, so they're broken up. They didn't break up bad. They're still friends, so they can maybe get back together. Yeah. Oh, wait, we don't know what to do with this match. Let's have Tucker turn. Well, Vince, he's on a wrong show. Well, he's just putting him back on SmackDown. Because now that's what Otis is going to do, is just feud with Tucker for three yeah. months, you know. Yeah, because he doesn't have the briefcase anymore. Yeah, he'll just beat Tucker in a couple matches, and that'll be the end of Tucker. That's really all. How many people, when they turn like Get that, win. really do, unless you're Shawn Michaels. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like everybody else, it's like, yeah, you do the turn thing. Okay. This is a painted over yellow Ranger helmet. What is it? And then it just kind of goes away. Pretty stupid. Yeah. I do like Tucker, though. Yeah, I like Tucker. I think he's good. They should let him do more. They should have mm -hmm. never broke up Heavy Machinery. They were good. Yeah. At least let him have a title run first. Yeah. Especially when you have no other tag teams. You have no other tag teams. Um, what do you think about Bailey and Sasha? I thought that was probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I mean, they know what they're doing. They did a good job. There were a couple times I thought one of them were killed. Yeah, I like... Some of the stuff they were doing. I like that Sasha dethroned her after 400 days as champion. It was an, it was time. Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised they did it, though. I thought they were going to let her keep that for a little while longer. Especially with new people to feud with and stuff. Yeah. Bailey's good enough she can feud with people without the title, you know? Yeah. Does Sasha lose the belt after? Because she's never held. She's never. She always loses the belt so fast. Yeah. Yeah. She's never. She's never defended it. Yeah. She's never successfully defended the, the title. Yeah. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Then you had uh, Bobby Lashley destroy Slapjack. I mean, it was just pointless. I hate Retribution so much. 
Mm-hmm. Just pointless. The worst fucking stable in the world. Yes. So stupid. Um, it could have been good. Could have been good. Then you have McIntyre versus Orton, and uh, I think they did a good job. They went all out in the cell. Uh-huh. It was good. It was good. They ended up on top. It's been a while since they've had anybody on top of the yeah. cell. Randy lured him on top, and then... Got it. The Drew took the fall, which was... You Did know. you notice they had little, like, pedals for them to stand on for that spot? Yeah, yeah. Was it, like, indents in the cage, or was it, like... It's like a little platform. There's, like, this, there are three little platforms, and then, like, Drew put his two feet on them, and then Orton kind of balanced on his, because he was the one who was throwing him off. Orton threw Drew off. That's probably so the, last, was, the last time I watched the Hell in the Cell was whenever Dean Ambrose or whatever... And the fi- and Wyatt maybe and they were like had like cage had holes in it for their feet to go. Yeah, on. they still have. They that. had that too. Yeah. I can't believe the that. Well, you made feet holes. Yeah, you made feet holes. You can see it on there. I hate that red cage. It's horrible looking. I think they put so much money into that cage. They're just like we're going to use it again. Fuck it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to go build an entire new one when we still have the stupid red cage. It makes it so hard to look at. Like it's so weird. Yeah, I think three Hell in a Cell matches was a little overkill. Yeah, you could have had two, and that one could have been a false count anywhere. Uh, Uso's match didn't, or the Roman Reigns Uso match didn't need to be. Yeah, didn't need it. Um, I liked that Orton won. I was fine with that. Yeah, it was good. I think they might be on to something with Ken's idea with uh, because they kept pointing out how he's a fourteen-time champion now. Yeah, second only to Ric Flair and John Cena. He's tied with Triple H for second most. I really hope that they him and Triple H come back and win a couple more titles real quick. They need to have a, a scramble and they win it against each other a couple times. Like they keep winning it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't count. If that if that were the case, then the Brian Kendrick has a title reign. He does. Why wouldn't he do? <laughs> In a scramble match, he won. He won a pinfall. Yeah. They pushed him pretty hard when he first got that gimmick the first time. The Brian. I mean, if you think about it, Triple H could come out and like feud with him over something, challenge and beat him. And then the next night on Raw, Randy Orton has a rematch, beats him again, yeah. and gets 15. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, like, they, all have to end they up go to the next pay-per-view, and Triple H beats him again, and then Randy Orton beats him the next night. There's and no reason why, during COVID, also, that WrestleMania has to be in March. Like, yeah. whenever it yeah. clears up, like, they should just, like, all right, we're going to... But the next WrestleMania in front of people needs to be a triple threat match with Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton it's for It's got to be a vacant title, though. Fatal four-way. you got to put Flair in there. No, Flair's the, the guest referee. Because if it's not vacant, then it wouldn't be a 17th win for the sixth for whoever's holding it. You know what I mean? Well, then you give it to, like, you give it to someone that, you give it to Gold, or, uh, Goldberg. Well, or you could Lesnar. do something with, you Goldberg. could do something with, with Orton and, and Triple H that, like, they fight to a no contest, so they just call it a, like, a draw. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, well, the title's vacant. And we're, you're going to fight for it, and whoever wins it is 17. Then Cena comes back and yeah. goes, uh, that's not happening unless I'm involved in that match. Yeah. And then you have who gets 17. Yeah. That would be a great story. Yeah. You yeah. know, that would be a great a great story. You you don't have to rush it for this. You could wait a year and do it in yeah. a couple. Uh, yeah, Orton's, what, 41 years old? He's yeah. got some time left. And Triple H, like, when he wrestles twice a year, you know, usually for the title, it's not that big of a deal for him to keep going. What yeah. you gotta do is you gotta hurry up with Cena because he's looking more and more like Ernest. He's got a camp. Uh, <laughs> you gotta hurry up. So yeah, you could do that. Would be that would be a great mania match for seventeen. Yeah. The battle for seventeen. Yeah. 
at WrestleMania 17. They haven't done that one yet, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I think we're well past that. Um, Rick Flair. Do it in 2017. Oh, wait, we're past that, too. Yeah. All right, so let's go to Monday Night Raw. Um, what did we start off with Raw? That was McIntyre, just crazy mad, beating up the Miz and more. How bad did a Miz and Morrison get beat up every single week? They're just such a joke anymore. Yeah, they're not credible anything. They're just two idiots that just have their ass kicked all the time. It's really lame. Whoops. Um, no, I don't think Miz cashes that in. They need to completely change him before he can cash in. Money in the bank. The only thing I could think of is if he... Is if they use Miz... To cash in to give Orton another quick win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Miz cashes in at a pay per view on Orton after he defends it. Yeah. And it's like Miz is the champion, and the next night Randy Orton comes out, beats the shit out of him, and is like, "I want my match now," yeah. and kills Miz and gets his belt back, and then boom, he's right at fifteen all of a sudden. You yeah. Know what I mean, it could be a ploy. Yeah. It could be why they changed their mind a little bit and moved things around. You know, I don't. I don't know. But I can't see him winning and actually having a run. No. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he would fit in with that. And unless, completely dumb down his character. Unless he does a thing and he goes to NXT like Charlotte did with it, you know. Oh, how bad would that be? Yeah. <laughs> um. Then we had qualifying matches for. Um, Oh, so let's just talk about this shit. So now all of a sudden they dropped the Survivor Series as in three weeks. Yeah. Right? And and, and NXT isn't even in it. Which yeah, makes me mad. they won it last year. Yeah. This is the only time of year where Raw and SmackDown superstars meet head-to-head. Why isn't NXT in it? Someone said there was too many COVID cases in, in the Performance Center. You think so? That's what I heard. <coughs> They don't want to mix NXT. People it's probably in. pettiness of some kind. Let's be honest. Vince needed it last year for ratings. Doesn't need it this yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. Last year he it, he needed like Charlotte and people appearing on Wednesday. Now he doesn't care about it anymore. Doesn't need it. Probably. Well, let's not forget too. Like this this week's SmackDown last year, everybody was stuck in Saudi Arabia. That's true. And they had to use the NXT guys to yeah. get the this, this, this story started. I just think it sucks. I mean, there could have been such really good matchups if they kept it, you know. Especially because you don't have some a stupid character with either world title right now. Yeah, you have all credible people with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to do McIntyre, or you're going to do Orton versus Roman. It would been cool if Balor's in there as like a... If well, Ballard, he's, he's, well, he's ready even to go. ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I like how one, one NXT champ got injured and he had to vacate it. Another one gets injured. He's like, all right, you just keep on. This yeah. Yeah. Well, he's only going to be out for like a month or two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's supposed to be back. Um. So now they're doing Team Raw, Team SmackDown. Uh, AJ beat Hardy to be like the guy on one of the Team Raw guys. Um. That was one of the qualifying matches. Then you had some more twenty four seven bullshit. Which how much? How happy are you if you're Drew Gulak? <laughs> you fought for a contract to get like paid. You come back and you're just chasing around a twenty four seven belt now. Yep. And the Lucha House Party were tag team contenders in SmackDown 
a few weeks ago. Now they're just chasing the 24-7. They've always been just there chasing. If they're not in the storyline, they're chasing around. So dumb. I don't know when Vince is going to get rid of this stupid belt that he thinks people give a shit about. It was the USA Network. They wanted something special. You know, they got something special. Yeah, they got Raw Underground for three weeks. Yeah. I'd rather have Raw Underground than 24-7. Then you had Elias versus Keith Lee in another qualifier. Keith Lee won. But again, like Elias really beat him up a lot in that match, which I was surprised at. Talk about like not knowing what to do with somebody. It's oh, Keith Lee. Oh, God. They have no clue what to do with Keith Lee. <laughs> Wins clean against Orton in his debut yes. on Raw. Yes. Contends for the title into a no contest. Yes. And now he's struggling to beat Elias. Yeah, struggling to beat Elias. Can't ever get a win on like on his own. Just no fucking clue. Yeah, because with... Hardy interfered in that, didn't he? Yeah. Hardy's music hit. And, you know, when your music hits, you don't know what's going on, so you act real... <laughs> Surprised, yeah. and it took a long time for anything to happen with that too. Like the music played for a while before yeah. Lee did what he needed to do. It's dumb. It's just dumb. They don't know what to do with with the guy. You know, they have no clue what to do with him. They have no clue what to do with Matt Riddle. It's true. Yeah, Matt Riddle losing all the time. He loses all the time though. He's like a nobody. Maybe he's being punished. Maybe. You do this big vignette announcing who Keith or uh, Matt Riddle is so the fans know whenever they're watching the season premiere. Yeah. He just jobs out. It's like, Sheamus. Yeah. But Sheamus has a hat on this time, so people are going to love yeah, him. Yeah, he does have a hat on. Uh, then, uh, you know, luckily we got the Hurt Business first retribution for the 80th fucking time. And, 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 this was and, an elimination match. Yeah, Why did they just do this at Survivor Series? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Why don't you just do it at Survivor Series? Why are you doing it here? It was so dumb. Retribution is... Oh, my God. It's so stupid. <coughs> Bobby Lashley beats the ever-loving shit out of that entire team on a regular <laughs> basis. They have glimmers of hope whenever, like, Ali was doing his his promos about, yeah. like, what they should have done a month ago with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just totally shit all over it whenever yeah. they have him in the ring. Yeah. So it bad. makes no sense. So bad. If you're Dominic Dijakovic, how mad are you? You were on NXT... Which is still a nationally broadcasted show. Yeah. And you're having, like, credible feuds with Keith Lee, and it was great <laughs> matches, like, and now you're just fucking teabag, or whatever the fuck is. Your name T-bar. <laughs> teabag. And, like... Isn't that what MVP calls him, his teabag? Yeah. <laughs> it's, tea just, it's just sad. Like, it's sad. It is. It's lame. Is well, they kind of, like, hinted at their identities this week in the little video package, but they Did still they? didn't come out and say who they were. Yeah. Did they say he was Dijakovic, or? No. They just showed, like, a super zoomed-in image of him getting beat up at uh, NXT by uh, Killer Cross. Oh, oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, they're all scorned. But they didn't show Dio Madden getting thrown through the table by Brock Lesnar. That's like the perfect one. Yeah. Because that happened on Raw. Yes. And no one cared. <laughs> no one asked questions about it. No one, no one cared. He just was never seen again. No one even mentioned it. <laughs> no. They had a match at the NXT house show, though. Goldberg and Dio Madden. Lesnar and Dio Madden. Oh, really? You keep calling him Goldberg. Yeah. Who won? Lesnar. <laughs> uh, Dio Madden's not a bad wrestler. No, he's good. I mean, of all the people in this with the gimmick, I think he's doing the best out of it with like the crazy eyes and stuff. Yeah, and, as Mace. Because that's not him at all. Like when he was the announcer and stuff, he was yeah. just like a normal dude, just big. 
And his name's not bad. Like, Mace is the only one that's not bad. T-Bar's not a real thing. Mace is like, there is Mace, there's a Ma There's different things for it. T-Bar and Slapjack. Slapjack's I mean, a thing, and a T-Bar's a thing. What the T-Bar's a thing. What's a T-Bar? It's like a weightlifting thing. It is? Yeah, I think so. Alright. And what? Slapjack is what you hit people Yeah, with. but it's like a... It's, Stevie Ray used to have a Slapjack. Oh. It's such a stupid name. You're a stupid name. <laughs> Stevie Ray. <laughs> the best NWA, NWA member. He probably had the longest tenure with them. He did. Him and Hogan. That's right. Alright, so some um, <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean... They had a woman's qualifier, and again, the same shit. Lana wins to be on Team Raw. But How they, come the other two didn't, the other four didn't have to qualify, though? Well, that was so dumb. I mean, I, I don't know why you would ever make Baszler and Jax qualify. I mean, of course you would want them on your team. But, I mean, Mandy Rose and, and fucking, what's her name? What's Dana the, Brooke. Dana Brooke. They should have to qualify because those two haven't won a match ever. No, they're uh, undefeated as a tag yeah, team. Yeah, they're undefeated as a tag team, but they don't have this great woman's record. That, like They're undefeated as a tag team. They're some badasses. Honestly, the storyline should have been SmackDown and Raw both trying to petition to get Baszler and Nia Jax on their team. On their team. And then what they should have yeah. done is one should have ran one team and one should have ran another team. But that both, would be a storyline. They're both <laughs> Raw superstars, though. Yeah, but they can go to whatever show that they want because right. of the tag belts. Right. I mean, let's be honest. They don't fucking care about that Raw and they SmackDown don't. roster anyways. So no. like, what, what would be the big deal if they one said, oh, I'm going to be on SmackDown, one's going to be on Raw? And then for the sixth week in a row, Lana got put through a table. I don't really understand that. I don't know what the hell that even is anymore. It's just so... It's nothing. Stupid. It is. And, and sadly, she probably thinks because she's getting some kind of spotlight, it's a good thing, but... Yeah. It'll be a joke. It's, you know. Then Matt Riddle lost to Sheamus. Sheamus is now on Team Raw also. It's a shameful thing. I wore this he does have a hat now, though. Yeah, he's got and a, a wife beater. And a wife beater. And then the ending, we had um, we had a Firefall Funhouse. Firefall Funhouse. That was a fun Firefly Funhouse, and um, I enjoyed it. I think Bray was good. I liked it, Bray. Did you notice in the background in the Funhouse, he had that picture of when Orton burned down the White House? Yep. Yeah. You know, because the Fiend remembers. Well, I mean... The Fiend is the only time that they actually go back in historical... Like, historical yeah. stuff. And then, uh, what did you think about the moment of bliss with uh, Randy on there? I like Randy on there. I thought he was funny. It was good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about them putting the Fiend right into the title picture again? Or is he in the title picture? Because he just stood there at the top of the ring. Well, but... And, and Orton didn't even look at him. He went... Like, I don't was, think he's going to win the title again. Orton's afraid of him, though. Like, Orton's trying to act like he's not afraid, but you can tell he's... So he's like, I think that title's going right back to Drew. Once there's crowds... I don't, I don't think the title's going to be wrapped up in that story. Because if you think about it, this is the last guy that the Fiend has to get revenge against. Yeah, is Randy. He got revenge against Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman. Orton's the last one left. Yep. John Cena. John yeah. Cena. So what do you think? Like, he'll cost Randy the title? Yeah, then they'll, they'll have some kind of specialty match of some kind, like a Buried Alive or something like that. Well, they have pictures of roaches on the, the ring, like the rest of the <laughs> That was just a regular match. <laughs> it's a house of horrors match. I like the Fiend and Alexa. I do, too. I like she has her own gloves that says, like, pain and play or something yeah. like that. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the fiend. I like when he shows up. I think he's good. All right. Now let's go to Halloween Havoc. Oh, this just sucked. Um, <laughs> I was pissed that Johnny Gargano beat my boy Damian Priest. How show Undertaker. I thought, oh, the match was, thought the match was good. Did you like the match, Brock? Yeah, except for David Arquette interfering at the end. Was that him? No. It's a guy, guy dressed as the Scream guy. I was going to say, yeah. was it really David Arquette? No, I, I think it's at Indy Hartwell, isn't it? That chick? The, or did, was, they, did they reveal who it was? No. Was this at the Candice LeRae match? What match she, was this? It was the same person who helped in both matches. Oh, uh, it might be her then, because she helped Candice LeRae with the, the yeah. brass knucks. Yeah. It looks like a guy, though. And yeah, I'm not sure. I just feel, I just don't know why they had to take the belt off Priest already. Why Jar- Gargano needs it again. I don't I don't know. That spot where he threw him through all the tombstones is pretty cool, though. Yeah, he did fuck him up when he hit him with the tombstone and then threw him through all those tombstones. He had, like, t- like rock dust all over his head. Rock yeah, that was pretty violent. So the match itself was good. Um, yeah, the, the thing that ruined the whole show for me, we'll get to later. Um, I like the Pat McAfee thing with uh, Orkin and or- or- yeah. Birch. I thought he that was good. Yeah, the whole good. stable now. So his own stable against yeah he had uh, yeah. he had um what's his name return Pete Dunn Pete Dunn return looking real lean and he mm-hmm. turned he looked jacked when he I saw did. pictures of he him he was from that he NXT was muscular guy. yeah he yeah, was he's like weirdly like swimmer's body yeah he's thin <laughs> but he's like strong yeah and Ky- um like I, why was Kyle Riley alone where was the rest of the yeah I don't know they were like away or something because he was the one that was hurt. Yeah, and then they beat the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. I like Pat McAfee. I like he has like his own undisputed era stable now. And I like, actually didn't think he was that bad of a wrestler whenever I saw him. No, that. he was good. This is going to set up a great War Games. It's it was always... supposed to be Rich Holland, but he yeah, got it's hurt. supposed to be Rich. Oh. This so is... they, called, they got Pete Dunne instead, which I think is a major upgrade anyway. I so. think they sent the uh, private jet for him, too, and went and got him. I was going to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like it. I like. I think this is... It's always the undisputed air in a cage, which is fine for war games. But this is going to be a great war games. I'm glad they're not breaking them up then, because I think that you know another big feud with them like, keeping them together for a little while. Yeah, and it keeps them out of the title hunt, so they're still got yeah. purpose. Yeah, I'll well, find... the tag titles are in the picture now. Oh, okay, well that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be good. War games are. I'm sure Mac will field do some nutty stuff. Yeah. in this too, they'll go crazy. Pat McAfee's a celebrity that I don't mind. I like him. I think he's good. A lot of people hate him, but I think he's good. He's a great mouthpiece. Um, I think Orny Larkin is good. I think Danny Birch is so weird, though. <laughs> Why? He just has a weird he's face. He's 80 years old. Danny. He is like 100 years old, <laughs> Danny Birch. He's probably younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> but I love, um, what's his name? Pete Dunn. I thought that was good. Um, then you had Escobar versus Atlas. It felt like a kind of a thrown together match. It was all right. It's decent though. But I like the quit. face paint those guys had. Yeah, the face paint was cool. But, but didn't Atlas quit? Who quit at the end of the match or afterwards online? Shorty G. No, no, no. There was a guy on NXT that quit and got into a minivan and left. I'll look. Oh, uh, that was. Uh, was that him? No. I'll look up the thing. You can keep talking. This is because oh, I, I I can see the segment. I can't remember who. Wasn't that the Cameron Grimes that got in the minivan? No, no, he got into a regular size van. Okay. He went to a haunted house. All right. Um, I do like that. My new favorite tag team of Drake Maverick and uh, um, 
what's his name? Killian Dane, they reenacted the Shockmaster thing. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, well, Maverick was dressed as NWO Hogan and was doing all these Hogan things. And then he had a, he had Killian Dane come out as the Shockmaster with the vest on and the, and the spray-painted helmet. And he was like, dude, you're supposed to fall over that thing. He's like, you mean that metal strip there? I took that out earlier today. I'm not going to fall over that. What do you think I'm an idiot? And he's like... Well, come on, he's like, right, I'll do it. And he put it on, and then he trips and falls with the Shockmaster helmet on. You know, they just did a little segment with him, but it was funny. Uh, what do you hate, Brock? The Haunted House of Terror match? Yeah, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. Austin Theory is the one that quit. Yeah, that's it. That was the week before. Oh, was it? My bad. I, I didn't. I, I don't watch NXT. He wasn't on this week, I don't think. Because he quit. Um. Yeah, I didn't really get what the point of this shit was. The zombie makeup was really good, though. Yeah, but are we supposed to believe that there's really zombies? You, you, yes. know what, you know what I mean? Like, I know you're supposed to sustain some belief here and there that, like, people have powers like the Fiend and all that. But, like, there was real zombies at the Performance Center. And <laughs> Cameron, trying to kill Cameron Cameron Grimes is like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, obviously, you know, they're not real Cameron Grimes. I could see you were freaked out when you went into, like, the haunted house. and like. They well, were... I like how he's trying to get into the shower with his sister. Oh, that was so weird. Like, he's running through this house, right? Okay. And every room, there's, like, a new monster in. Okay. There's a referee in a corner. And he's like, ref, you the ref? And he turns around, he's like, zombified. He's like, ah! Screaming like a girl Who's runner. Who's your fight in this match? Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis had, like, this creep. Here's the setup for it. Dexter Loomis has this haunted house, which is only, like, a 10-minute walk from the performance center, okay? Somewhere no, he floor. got into a car. Well, he, but Mike he Hayes. ran home in, like, two minutes, though, remember? Dexter Loomis ran no, out? No, so Loomis, Loomis is there. He sends this weird van to pick up... Driven by Michael Hayes. Well, wait, that's the best part. It was driven by, like, there's some guy in the passenger seat who was, like, all weird. Who was that guy? Well, it was just a zombie. But was like there a was zo- no one actually driving the Yeah, car. it was like a zombie, and he's like, ah, at first he doesn't want to go do this match, and William Regal, like, forces him. Because Regal, like, towers over him, you know, he, like, yeah. ships him outside. <laughs> the van door opens up, and Michael Hayes comes out as, like, P.S. Haynes or whatever, dancing to his music and like with his hat on. And so he came out Freebird style. Freebird style, all right. right? He does his whole thing. Bad Street's playing in the background. Okay, the all right, great. Leaves and then uh, Grimes gets in it, goes to this weird house, gets out. And he's like, oh my God, I got to go in there. I don't want to go in there. Oh my God. But he goes in anyway, you know. <laughs> and then he sees an official and he's like, Hey, are you here to official my match? And he's a zombie, so he starts screaming, so he runs. Then Loomis is standing in a room. Dexter Loomis attacks him. He runs again into another room, and then there's a monster in there, and he runs in another room. And he runs into a bathroom, and the shower water's running. And you can see in a silhouette, like, a girl showering. So Cameron Grimes goes, oh, what's that? Loomis' sister, he's like, how you doing, sweetie? I didn't mention that. I'm a little hot myself. Starts taking off his clothes. He's going to get in a shower with a strange girl and have a shower with her. And then he opens up the shower curtain. She's a zombie. Okay. So then he runs into the living room, and Loomis beats him up, and then he manages to escape, and there's like a whole room full of zombies. Then he runs out, then he just starts running home, and it says, to be continued. <laughs> He's just running out. And then when they come back, he runs back to the performance center, and now there's zombies in the performance center, and he's screaming and yelling, and then Loomis pins him. It was like, what? What, what was this? That's <laughs> oh, amazing. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Of all the cinematic matches they've done recently, that was the most hokey and yeah, stupid uh, you know. by far. Um, then you had Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, I thought was good. Yeah. Two big girls went at it. And uh, Ripley, Ripley won. 
Um, what did you think all night of um, Shotzi Blackheart and all her outfits? She annoyed me the the entire time. She was werewolf howling. She looked hot though. I have to say, in some of these outfits she had on. Um, but she did these like spinning the wheel, make the deal matches and stuff. And then you, then you had Candice LeRae versus uh, Io Shirai. I thought LeRae was gonna win. I don't know why they didn't make her win. I don't either. Clean sweep with her and Gargano. Yeah, I don't understand. It was a table sliders and scares match. They took the snakes away. Yeah. Table sliders and scares. But that was it. I mean, overall, I didn't think it was too bad. You said you you hated the whole show? Well, the, 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 the whole stupid haunted house thing just ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I watched it over AEW Live just because I'm like, oh, it's Halloween Havoc, first time in 20 years. It's probably going to be cool. They're going to pull out all the stops. And then they did something dumb like that. Yeah. I thought the place looked cool with the, all the stuff that they did to it. Yeah. Um, so speaking of AEW, um, NXT actually snapped AEW's win streak and won the ratings last night. It's because of the Halloween Havoc name. Um, That's what I think, too. 876 to 781. So NXT was up almost two hundred and sixty thousand viewers. Or it could have been that the dinner debonair finally maybe uh, <laughs> rubbed some people the wrong way. So we didn't get to talk about that last week with me or Brock. I talked about that on my own. Okay. Um, what did what did you two think about that? What did you think about the dinner debonair? At first, I thought it was funny, it was stupid, and then I was annoyed by it, like because it went on for a very long time. Yeah, you didn't like it, Brock. Yeah, I thought it was stupid. Yeah, I, I think Chris Jericho's a little out of control. Well, we can talk about that more in our AEW. All right, so let's get into it. Um, AEW started. We have is that a new AEW? AEW, yeah. With a second round here of um, this tag, this uh, title tournament stuff going on with uh, Ken Frederick, aka Wardlow, with the same hairdo. Versus Hangman Adam Page. What'd you think about this, Brock? I thought it was good. I never thought for a second that Wardlow was going to win, though. No. Well, yeah. I mean, this tournament has that predictability to it, but mm. honestly, I'm fine with it. I feel like this match though made Wardlow a bigger deal because he was only beating like small guys on you know Dark and then Jungle Boy. Yeah. I think this is probably the best match I've seen Wardlow in. Yeah, I agree. Including, like, his IWC stuff. Like, he actually looked like him and Adam Page really went did, did a great job together. So I like Wardlow. I like what they've been doing with him. I, I, I think he's showing some personality in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the MJF stuff, you know, that he's doing. Um, you know, I think they try to bill him that, like, he's this unbelievable monster where he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's not—he's mm-hmm. not even taller than you two guys, you know. Like, I think him and Hangman were the same size. Yeah, they kind of book him like they kept saying the big man. Oh my God, the size of this man! You know what, what's wrong? <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater might not return to the game. I started him in a shit ton of. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, um, Aft. he uh, they bill him like he's huge when I think he's just kind of like an average. I mean, he's muscular guy, but I mean, I don't think he's any bigger than like Hangman was, you know. Um. But, you know, I think the whole I, – I think wrestling, it's a tough thing. We're like, I want Kenny and Hangman to fight in this. That's the story you've been building to. That's what I want to see. But on the other hand, yes, it doesn't make it predictable. But I think in this sense, I'm okay with this level of predictability. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't understand why we needed this tournament to get to this, though. 
maybe to make you try to suspend some belief that it wasn't going to be them, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And, as soon as you saw the bracket, you knew it was going to be that. But and yeah. it just helped make it, you know with Brockett's TV. It made it made it made oh we have a ta- we have a title tournament going on. It's just to try and make you watch the show, you know. Yeah, it's to make important matches. It's to make it's to give people spots like Wardlow. Wardlow did good in this. Yeah, he had two matches. He looked good. I think it also is going to set up the dissension of Penta and Ray. Yeah, it serves some purpose. But Hangman went on. I love Hangman. Um, I, 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 I'm excited to see him, what they do with him. Um, I, I, well, we'll get to him. we get to Kenny's part. <laughs> then you had Matt Seidel versus Eddie Kingston. Um, I, it was okay. Didn't, you know, I don't know. Eddie Kingston's promos are good. I don't think his wrestling matches are as good as his promos. I don't think he's bad, but. I don't think he's bad, but I don't watch an Eddie Kingston match and go, Wow, my God, like, uh, you know, God, this guy. Like, you know, it's more the talking for me. I don't Mm. know. What do you think, bro? I agree. Like, I don't think Matt Seidel is a good opponent for him either. Yeah. Way to chump him out then, too. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with him. He's like a chump. (laughs) He had a bad debut, and then he got beat up here. Uh, But Eddie, I think, cuts the best promo in wrestling right now. Oh, he does. He always yeah. has. Yeah, I mean, he's he's hell, hell of a hell of a guy in the mic. I mean, he makes he makes it believable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think he's picked up the the level of promo where Jericho and MJF, who used to be the king on AEW, they've gone to like a stand up comedy routine, mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and I think Eddie's the one doing that because they used to be the ones that do these. Almost yeah. make it feel real promo, like you don't really think, like it's not like real, you know. Or now they just do comedy shows. Yeah, someone needs to rein Jericho in. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I think Chris Jericho's to the point now where, like, y- you know, it's just like he-, he knows he gets so much time on AEW to do whatever he wants, and it's all about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he is putting people over. But he's kind of, I always feel like he's leeching off these people at the same time. Like, Orange Cassidy was kind of over before Jericho got involved with him. And then that kind of made Jericho more relevant in that feud. Well, I mean, look look at that feud, though. Look at that feud for a minute. So you have Jericho fights Orange Cassidy, right? Jericho puts Orange Cassidy over. Orange Cassidy beats him twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're going into full gear, which is like your second big pay-per-view of the year. Jericho's going to fight MJF in like almost like a semi-main event on that show. Yeah. Orange Cassidy is wrestling John Silver in the in the buy-in. Yeah. So who came out of that feud yeah. better? Who yeah. came out yeah. of that feud? Jericho lost, but he still, again, used Orange to be in a high-profile yeah. match. Look good. He's wrestling MJF now. Orange Cassidy's wrestling fucking John Silver in a comedy <laughs> routine. Uh, that's, that's where his feud is. Yeah, yeah. That's where he's at right now. Um, but we'll get more to Jericho in a minute. What did you think of uh, FTR and the Bucks and their little sit down they had? How hurt is Nick Jackson? I I don't know. I don't know how hurt he is. Like it's I I missed last week, but yeah, I don't I don't know if this is legit or if this is like work work. I don't know. They're hurting, they're hurting for people. They have a lot of people getting hurt. Um. Well, I hope the Bucks beat FTR. Well, now that they have that stupid stipulation, yeah. the Cody stipulation, yeah, I, why? I, why do we have to do these stipulations? I hate the stipulation. God, it's so. Because you know what it is? It's like 
So I like the Bucks a lot. I want to see them with the belts. So, but I never thought that they were going to beat FTR in the first match. It's going to be a, a you know like yeah. a couple matches. Now it's like, well, they have to win because I can't believe that they would say that these guys are never going to win the top unless they're just doing this Cody thing. That way, it, well, we're vice president, so we're nowhere near those belts. You know, but then there's going to be down the road. There's going to be a stipulation that allows Cody to challenge for that belt. You know what I mean? There's going to be something that makes him break it. You can't tell me Cody's never going to be the AEW World Champion in the company that he started. Yeah, I don't know. They can easily do something like a champion wants to fight him so bad and to yeah. prove that he's better or something right. like that. And that he, he'll an unsanctioned match that you know, like he'll take the belt. You know. Or they turn heel and go, I don't care about the stipulation. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I got out of it. But you they're know? pretty much yeah. heels now. Like, I, that's what I don't get. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, then you had the town hall, which, again, I think this shit goes on way too long. Um, Jericho taking up 10, 15, 20 minutes of a dynamite where you could have other guys wrestle or, yeah. or, or do something else with some people, and instead you have this shit, you know. They're setting up a storyline with Will Hobbs and, like, Cage and, like, joining FTR. I would rather have this much time with that than this Jericho MJF stuff. Yeah, this was a lot, a lot, a lot. Of, and now, the end was good when he finally said, well, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. You know. So I just sent you guys a picture. Apparently, there was tonight this match or there was a fight. <laughs> he got destroyed, it looks like. It looks like he won. He won, but he got messed up. Who's that, Jake Hager? It's Jake Hager and his Bellator match that he won. Oh, his, his eyes are swollen shut. Like, Christ. Like, he got messed up, but he won. He won. So, just to kind of add right now to that, but. Yeah, that's why he wasn't there last night. Yeah. They mentioned it, though. They did. Hager's pointless on, on AEW. They do nothing with that. He's he was a, wearing AEW trunks, like, for this Bellator fight. Like, he was trying to, like, you know, tow the company yeah. brand. Which is good. I don't know. I think that that's a good crossover situation. But So which way do you think you see this going? Do you think MJF gets the whole inner circle to turn on their mentor? Or part? Or it's a fake swerve and they don't really turn on Jericho? I can't see the uh, fake turning right now. Brock? I don't know. I it, do like that uh, Ortiz and Sammy don't want him on the team, though. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Unless they're just saying that. I don't know. I mean, AEW, if you think about it, has been big on the reverse swerve stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) everyone thought Hangman was going to turn on Kenny. Kenny became a bad guy. Hangman, you feel bad for. Yeah. Everybody thought the Bucks were going to get turned on. They turn, you know? So they've done this shit with Cody where he is bad. He's not bad. He is bad. He's not bad. So... I could see this being like, hey, everybody thinks MJF is going to get the circle to turn on him, but really they're not. Uh, everyone and Wardlow's going to turn MJF, or I, I don't know, or he is going to beat Jericho and then Jericho takes him in. You know, I don't know. I, I would like to see. I'd like to see a face Jericho. He gets people like he's not a good heel. He's right so now. over. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I, me personally, I'm so tired of everyone singing the every episode. We have to watch five minutes of singing the whole song. You know, like, okay. Like, now we even stop it even more, and the audience sings more of the song, you know, every week. 
and the people ringside who are so into it, like the young talent. <laughs> well, it's just what's his name, Bart Gunn or whatever. Yeah, Billy and they're Gunn's like, son. oh my god, like, like come on, we you don't know Billy Gunn's son's name, so I Bart Gunn, Bart yeah, Austin, Austin. Gunn. Oh, shut up, Brock. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, then you had. Um, Cody versus Orange again, which I didn't know why we had to do this match since it just was another like Schmoz finish. And why it was a lumberjack match, I have no idea. And the thing, you know, why this what annoyed me about this is whenever they introduced the match, Tony Schiavone said that each each guy in the match got to bring so many friends to the ring with them. Who's and the dark? All people that are trying to beat them up yeah. except for the best friends. Yeah, who's the Dark Order friends with? Uh, yeah, are they friends with Cody? I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't really see the point of this match again. I, I mean, he wasn't going to win. It was just because you know he's going to fight. He's fighting Art Darby at at the pay per view. So I really didn't understand what the point of this was. And then what did Arn Anderson punch Orange Cassidy? Yeah. Like, you know, John Silver kicked him. Then Arn Anderson like sucker punched him. What I was thinking was maybe you'll see because uh, we haven't seen Brody Lee since all this happened. Yeah, you haven't seen him at all. So I was thinking maybe Brody Lee was going to come in and it was going to be this. I, I really thought that they might turn this into a, a four-way match, where it's going to be Brody Lee, like yeah. you know, Darby and Orange versus you know, and Cody. Yeah. And do like an elimination style know. match, but. Do you think Darby beats him? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know the booking with that. I feel like they're doing all the things they said they wanted to. I guess waiting for fans, like they're just to the point now where they're going to do it. Yeah. Because you, all, we all thought that Cody would lose to Darby once there was fans. Yeah. We thought you'd see the Bucks versus FTR once there was fans. Yeah. Hangman versus him once. It, but you know they're well, doing. Well, to their credit, there. I mean, there is fans there. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, I guess you can only put your plans on hold for so long. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys, you only have contract for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or two, like. I don't know. Brody Lee to me seems like a total flop for them. If you were an independent wrestler and you, like, let's say you were, you know, who's an independent wrestler that's kind of hot right now? Say you're Dan, How- Dan Housen. Okay. And WWE contacts you and AW contacts you and they're like, hey, we really want to bring you in, but we want to bring you into either the Dark Order or the Retribution. What would you rather be in? Retribution. I, I don't know. I mean, a Dark Order's a fucking joke, too. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I like Uno. They're it's a comedy act on being the elite. Yeah. It's not like anything serious. And I... Well, speaking of WWE snatching up talent, so you know the one kid that was doing really well on Dark that everyone was really high on? Yeah, the well, British kid. The British kid. They snatched him up for NXT. Yep. Um, and then they snatched up... Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, the NWA Women's Champ. Yeah. Um, what's her name? She denied it, though. Well, yeah, they got her. I mean, she dropped that title and gave it to Serena Deeb. She's she's going to NXT. What what's her name? Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah. So they came in and, and got. But I was surprised that young kid was doing well on Dark that he wasn't signed yet. There's a lot of people that they don't have signed. He like, was doing really well, yeah. and then they went and got him. So you know, competition. Hey, look, let Vince spend all that money. Yeah, and do nothing with them. And do nothing with them. Yeah. I think they'll use Thunder Rosa, though, in NXT. She's good. I actually thought if she was signed, she should have showed up last night. Yeah. She should have showed up last night. would have been a perfect debut for her, how yeah. we have it. Exactly. And she was, a lot of people were talking about her showing up and WWE just snagging her. Like Maybe didn't have it ready yet or who knows. That's where WWE drops the ball. There's too big of a company now where they can't do the automatic surprise. Yeah. Like, you couldn't bring in, like, 
Rick Rude, you know, like they did before. Or, you know, it's just isn't like that anymore. Yeah. So you have to, because then, you know, they have well, to take the you picture. know, the other thing also is, is I think into that also COVID plays a hand. Yeah, she might have to quarantine. For she might have two had weeks. to quarantine wherever she was. Oh, okay. You know, if she was around anybody or what they were doing. I mean, you know, a bunch of these guys. Janella got got it. Other yeah. people got it. You know, I don't know has didn't it. get it, but yeah, was around people. Yeah. So there could be like a quarantining process she's going through, and then she tests, and then she's allowed to be at the PC. Yeah. You know, but uh, good for Serena Deeb. She's just a champion now. So <laughs> there you go. Boy, I, I I've always liked Serena Deeb. I fast forward that match last night. Yeah, I do most of it too. That that girl she fought, she was she was interesting. Like she was like four foot two. She was like how show like, Ronda Rousey. Throwing her around like a rag doll and stuff. It was Yeah, she seemed like she had some MMA background possibly and like but I uh Yeah, I was tired. I just had to get to the end of this. Yeah. Um and then for some reason Sean Spears wrestled a dark uh like a AEW dark match, but right in there at the end, it was like a two-second squash yeah. match against VSK, whoever the hell VSK is. VSK is one of Brian Myers' trainee guys. Trained he, with MJF. Oh, okay. Um, friends with MJF, MJF's lawyer that was in there, all part of that same creative pro training class. This was a dark match. This is AEW dark match. They usually He beats people up like this on AEW dark oh, all okay. the time. Because he's up to like... 14 and 1. He has the best record. record, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from all these squash matches on, on Dark. What sucks and, is he's going to come back to lose to Scorpio Sky at the pay per view. Oh, yeah. He's totally going to lose to Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio Sky is going to beat him up easily, handedly. Coming dressed out as a bull. bull, bull. Yeah. yeah, he was dressed as a bull. I thought he was Bull Dempsey for a minute. They the really funny did. thing about that is all of a sudden Sean Spears had a real problem with the bull mask on. <laughs> like no one else did, but he just looked at a crowd and was like, what are you doing? What's up with you? And just went over and started picking on the bowl guy. And then it happens. He was throwing candy at him. Yeah. Oh, he's throwing candy he's at him. I must have missed that. I yeah. wish um, we'd get some. Uh... I like that Scorpio Sky was at least smart and was shirtless in the bowl outfit because it's probably so fucking hot <laughs> in Jacksonville, Florida with it, wearing that heavy bowl outfit, you know. Heavy bowl. He didn't be like Sting come down and have his face paints melted off. Yeah, you got to hide under a tarp for six hours. <laughs> for six hours. <laughs> And then your final match, we had Mr. Omega versus uh, Penta, and uh, it was good. They, they, you know, these two guys are good. What do you expect? I like that they brought the the Triple H title out a little bit. Kenny, she, yeah. Kenny's a good as a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, he had the belt. I was like, why is he wearing that shirt? And then he showed he had the belt underneath. Yeah. He's just messing with him the entire time. Because he beat Penta for the title. Like this, I like this that. match dr- probably drove. Um, uh, Jim Cornette nuts. Well, yeah. Because he hates Kenny Omega so much. Yeah. Oh, Jim Cornette. Uh, what would you think about this match, Brock? All right? It was good. I yeah. expected it to be good, too. Yeah, you so. can't go wrong with Penta and him in there. They're both good. I, 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 I The only thing is, I'm a l- the Justin Roberts long intro of Kenny... I'm okay. I'm done with it now. I know it. I like it. Because he says he's got one friend that he knows that used to live in North Carolina. You know what it reminds me of? <laughs> what? It reminds me of Michael Buffer at Nitro Days when he used to do that. Hold on. Those, uh, rewatching those videos that you posted today with Michael Buffer's like, yeah. he is the former leader yeah. of the end. I'm like, this is great. And like, he was like, he 
once was down here and had a piece of candy. But he was determined he didn't like it. He used to talk the entire time Hogan yeah. was coming to the ring. And he used to drive me fucking nuts. He'd be like, shut up, Michael Buffer. See, I'm the exact opposite. When I was watching that finger poke of Doom segment, I'm like, this makes me feel like this is going to be like a legit match. And a, like, big, a big deal. Yeah, and then Hall comes There was 40,000 people in that arena. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were going nuts over that. Yeah. And they got the finger they poke. They got the finger poke. I love the finger poke of Doom. I'm one of the only people that thinks it's great. I love it. I'd like to see it again. That was great. Nash's face when he hit him with that. The way he went flying back and landed on the ground. You know, it was so great. Because the best part about that is, you remember, you didn't see Scott Hall for a few months. Yeah. I think he probably had rehab yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he brings him out with the fingers and yeah. Hall's all posing and stuff. It's hilarious. I never understood why Hogan wasn't wearing an NWO shirt. Because he, he was dressed casually. He's not playing the wrestling that day. He got a silver NWO shirt in the merch stand. He had his tight black t-shirt on. <laughs> he had his Horace Hogan outfit on. He did. And he had Scott Steiner with him, who fucking hates him now. Scott, uh, Scott Steiner hates Hulk Hogan. Which is Scott Steiner hates everybody now. Several he's lost his mind. How annoying is Bischoff at the end of that when he's just yelling in the microphone? <laughs> ah, he's yeah. going. And then every time Scott Hall shocks Goldberg, uh, Bischoff on the microphone goes, like does that noise over and over again. Like the getting shocked noise. It's so over the top. The crowd's so mad. They're throwing shit. Back in the day when you were allowed to throw shit in the ring. Oh, that was great. Well, I don't know if you're allowed to, but everyone... And then Nash is like, we got you again. We got they you again. They encouraged it. Yep. Yeah, they were loving it. And then Luger joins. Luger wasn't Wolfpack before then yet, was he? No, I think he He was, I thought. Was he Wolfpack at one point? I'm pretty sure. He was Wolfpack definitely at one point, but I think he started black and white. No, he started Wolfpack. Okay. And then that this was this was after Wolfpack. This is yeah, this, mixed... is, this is after the... They had their big match with Gold, that Goldberg won. Yeah. Remember that? Ugh. Yeah. The NWO elimination match, and for some reason Goldberg was in it and won it. And then Nash beat Goldberg when Hall zapped him with the cattle prod. Mm-hmm. Breaking the streak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Luger was already, like, was... Already in the Wolfpack. Yeah, it was Wolfpack at one point. And this was... NWO red and white when they had the logo that was red and white together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have that shirt. This didn't last too long. No. They broke no. up after this. This was like the last hurrah for them. Until you had NWO 2000. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. silver. The logo silver. silver. Scott Hall, Bret Hart, and, and Jeff Jarrett. Scott Steiner was in that too. After. After. The, the original part was just to forward them when they beat up Goldberg. Yeah. And then they added Ron and Don Harris. Oh, Christ. Yeah, because uh, Hall went to rehab like two weeks later. Yep. Nash got hurt. They were gone. Brett got hurt. And then all of a sudden, it was just Jeff Jarrett with Steiner and Horace Hogan and all of them making it uh, the lamest <laughs> NWO ever. Remember the segment where Ric Flair got institutionalized and Scott Hall was there? No. And they, they broke out together? No. <laughs> I remember him being institutionalized because he was always getting naked. Yeah, Scott Hall was there. That's hilarious. I think that, unless I dreamt that. (laughs) (laughs) I dreamt dreamt it. I don't know, that stuff was so great, but the Wolfpack was so great. NWO, when they were at their high, I mean, that stuff was great. We just got on this whole rant because of Kenny Omega's long entrance. Yeah. (laughs) It's true, though. But I like it. He's been here before. He's done this. I like the... Is Michael Buffer still cut out on the network? 
I don't know. I don't know. They edited him out, I think, because I don't think they... Michael Buffer used to be... He got out of control with the let's get ready to rumble. It went from let's just saying let's get ready to rumble to like a 20-minute let's get ready to rumble. Uh, His brother got into it, too. Yeah. Remember when Triple H didn't used to do it for the let's get ready to suck at the... Yeah. Mimicking everything that they would do. Triple H is the worst. Triple H is not the worst. Speaking of Triple H, did you hear recently what Mark Jindrag said about Triple H? No. Mark Jindrag did some interview. Remember how Jindrag was a part He was of, supposed to be the first, instead of Batista, he was... He was there in Evolution. On a Ruthless Aggression paper, or a thing that they did, Triple H and Ric Flair were being interviewed, and they said, like, it was Jindrag and, and, and Orton... And they were real close buds, and they would goof around too much. They'd fuck around in the back of the car, yeah. always laughing, and Triple H said, we got to split these two up. So they cut out Jindrag and added Batista. And uh, so he did some interview. Mark Jindrag had a big Triple A run. Oh, yeah, he was huge in He was Mexico. known as, like, he could do the best standing drop kick. Yeah. They would pile luchadors up real high, three high, and see if Jindrag could, could kick the yep, top yep. one, <laughs> uh, which is amazing if you go watch these videos. Um, but in this interview, he said Triple H was the most boring wrestler ever. He <laughs> said he uh, sucked in Evolution. He said they should have kicked him out and kept Jin Dragon, Batista, and Orton, Ric Flair because they would have been better without Triple H. I'm like, it wouldn't have been Evolution then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three young guys, no middle been, guy than an old guy. It would have been Grandpa and grandsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jin Dragon. Um, one thing I, uh, that I watched recently that was good is they're doing those untold stories on WWE. They, Brock, did you watch that one after Hell in a Cell with Orton and The Undertaker? I started to, but fell asleep. That was pretty good. It was just talking about when when The Undertaker, uh, Orton hit him in the nose with a chair. He was supposed to hit him flush on the head, but hit him like here and ripped the skin from his forehead down to the bridge of his nose and caused The Undertaker to bleed. And he was like, oh, shit, he's going to kill me. And Undertaker said he owed him a receipt. It talked about their whole feud and how they did their whole feud and all this stuff. It's pretty good. It's just both of them talking casually, you know. I like those things. Those story time things they do were pretty good. Pretty, pretty. On the network. So there you, there you go. That's yeah. wrestling. Who walks yeah. out? The champion. On, uh... On what? <laughs> on, um... Uh, well, we can do that next week. That's next week. That's next week. All right. We'll talk about that next week. All right. We'll see you later. Take, right. take us out. Everyone like, share, subscribe, and invite. How about you rate us, too? That'd be nice. Five stars. Or get the F out. Five stars. Five stars. There you go. Seven star match. Seven star. Dave Meltzer Fest. Later. <laughs> <laughs>